You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm excited for today's conversation, folks. We are talking today about using yoga to harness your superpowers. Now, make no mistake about it. We're not talking about getting your mat out, going to the gym, doing your stretches. For sure, if that's how you practice yoga, then 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 that's how you practice yoga, and, and that's your experience of it. There's so much room in that conversation for the nuanced ways that we like to approach it. And yet at the heart and soul of it is a very deep wisdom and knowledge tradition that that sometimes gets skated over. So I'm really excited to talk today with our guest about how that informs this concept of superpowers or supernatural abilities or, um, you know, you know, spirit provided gifts or, or however you prefer to refer to them. Um, where, what is the intersection there? And I'm, I'm pretty, positive that there's a significant intersection there. Um, so today's guest is the author of the Business Casual Yoga. Vish Chatterjee is joining us to really dive deeply into this, this ancient wisdom tradition that informs so much of our day-to-day and the, the, the projection around us. And yet, most of us never stop to think about it. So of course, you're here, you're listening to this show, you stop to think about it. So we're going to give you a little fodder for that fire there. Please join me in welcoming to the show, Vish Chatterjee. Welcome, Vish. I'm so excited for this conversation. Hi, Tonya. I'm so excited to be on the show as well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, And we're going to jump in now and ask our quintessential question, what are your superpowers? Well, you know, it's... um, I'm sure for some people it's a very, very quick and, and simple answer. For me, it's a little bit more complicated. Um, but I would say that, you know, I've been a student of the Vedic tradition, the Vedic knowledge system for the last 20 years. And one of the superpowers that I feel I have is I'm able to take, you know, I'm able to experience the mystical aspects of this tradition, but I'm able to then explain them in a way that is very relevant and powerful and impactful for the normal world. So I'm sort of the, in a, in a way, the translator, the super translator of taking a uh, very esoteric mystical science and then presenting it in a very accessible way for normal uh, people in the business world. And so that's part of what I've done in the book is the business casual yogi is filled with very deep, esoteric, powerful techniques from a very ancient tradition, but they're expressed in a very accessible way for normal people. So it's like uh, you know, everyday person can get a taste of... Uh, the mystery of creation, so to speak. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I, we, we, you know, we tend to attract the bridges here, and so that, that that fits in very perfectly with our tribe. The what's fascinating about this is this idea of, um, you know, kind of this, you know, the never the twain shall meet. Right? It, it really doesn't seem like it connects in if you look at yoga versus you know, business per se. And I think that's how we've, we've looked at it, right? Is in this compartmentalization format, but, but the interconnection there and all of it is, is us. Right. And so, so, you know, we talk a lot in our superpower programs and working with clients around, but it's really important that we start to talk about like personal development as something different from 
the spiritual journey, if you will, the spiritual practices, not because they need to be separate, but because if we don't, then, then like one has one motivation, one has another with different processes and practices to get to a, a, an end goal. And most of the time that end goal kind of meets up together. But yet if we don't kind of look at it, we start to take kind of personal development principles and try to apply it to our spiritual life and our, and our, and our spiritual practices and try to apply them into like business success. Right. And it starts to get really muddy. Certainly it all has to get integrated again. Um, but I think that that divide where we, where we thought that we could have a spiritual or religious or, you know, tapped in kind of identity privately, but then in business, we have to be this way um, you know, really kind of created a lot of confusion. Is that, have you found similar? Yeah, definitely. I, I felt like, um, you know, people almost have two personas. They've got their, their mm -hmm. inner sort of spiritual journey persona and then their, you know, business world outside persona. And sometimes for, for people in the business world, the outside business persona is so powerful, the other persona just sort of ceases to exist in some ways. And so we, we start to see some really, you know, terrible behavior in the business world. But, you know, one of the frustrations I had, and this was something that I, it's almost epiphany that I had was I would be in a community of yogis or spiritual practitioners and find this incredible knowledge and um, experiences that these, these groups of people were able to have collectively with each other. And then I would go in the business world and find that, you know, there was, it, it was completely lacking. And, you know, in a, a regular corporate office in America, it's almost like they got left out of this beautiful connection to spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I started mm -hmm. to feel like, you know, that's, it's, th that's not fair. Like how can such a massive swath of our society, there's probably over a hundred million people that work in corporate America. How can they be left out of this beautiful, um, you know, these beautiful experiences? Mm -hmm. And I found that in the yoga communities or the very spiritual minded communities, it's almost like you looked at somebody in the business world and they, they just sort of looked down on them in some ways and I felt that way because I'd, you know, I'd wear business casual clothes and show up to a spiritual gathering and people sort of look at me funny. And I'm like, hey, I'm mm -hmm. one of you too, just because I'm dressed different doesn't mean you exclude me. And so I felt like, you know, why is it that it's only the, the, the sort of the hippies, the hippie part of the world that gets to have access to these amazing um, experiences and techniques and teachings and the business world doesn't get that. It's, it sort of feels unfair. Mm. But then well, I... I Oh, please, please continue. Yeah, but then I found that business, the business world and, and people in leadership roles in, in any kind of institution, they crave to improve themselves. There's a need that I want to get better. I want to do better. And maybe it's driven because they want a promotion or they want a better job review. But most people just have a motivation. I want to improve myself. And so I found that what is in the spiritual traditions is the ultimate self-improvement process. So if I could merge those together, I could bring... Mm -hmm the power of the spiritual world into the everyday regular world. And that's mm -hmm. what I feel is, is part of my life mission. Beautiful. I, lo I love the eloquence with which you explained that. We'll dive into that further. We'll, we'll talk about those divergence, those of you out there listening that kind of, you know, can kind of see through all of those lenses and, and how to, to be that bridge and how to, how to kind of do that. And also for those of you who know that you lean on one side or the other of this equation, and you really, really want to be able to incorporate the the, the gifts and the and the wealth of of um, information that exists on the other side of it, and 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 that's an easy easy walk too, right? It's certainly a journey, but but we can tie that all together when we start kind of taking a more elevated perspective 
of some of these concepts. But before we would go off to break, Vish, would you like to share with folks where they can go to find out more about you? Yeah, so um, the businesscasualyogi.com is the website for the book. So that gives some information and background about the book. And then from there, there's links to my own personal website, um, as well as that of my uh, co-collaborator on the book, uh, a Himalayan yogi named Yogrishi Vishwaketu. I also have uh, Instagram, uh, the, the Business Casual Yogi, and there's a Facebook page as well uh, dedicated to the Business Casual Yogi. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Uh, tip of the business people find me on LinkedIn as, as Vish Chatterjee. Um, and yeah, so website, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm figuring out how to use all of them. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we'll, we'll have all those pages or all of those links on the episode page. So make sure you go to superpowerexperts.com to find those. We are talking today with Vish Chatterjee about using yoga to harness your superpowers. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, executive director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Perfect. We're back. You're listening to Disrupt Reality on the Superpower Up Network. This is Tonya Don Reckle. I'm talking today with Vish Chatterjee about using yoga to harness your superpowers. Before the break, we started, you know, fleshing out this dialogue of like, you know, I know so many of you have these experiences of of kind of not being this enough for this group, but being two of this for this group, right? And so 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 whatever world you're in that maybe being too businessy for 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 the hippie world, too hippie for the business world, or or you know, too um, not or, or not enough, right? It's like it's like if you kind of start doing these crossover routines, then then we lose the purity of the identity of that specific group. And and my I contend that that's that's the work, right? You can't can't necessarily walk toward oneness if you have all of these um, kind of dualistic filters on everything. And so so some of it is the the disintegration of those chasms that we've placed between ourselves and the, and, and other people, between groups, um, and and ultimately, I mean, countries like 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 we're talking about getting to the heart of divisiveness. And what I hear, Vish saying in all of this is that yoga carries some amazing secrets about how to begin that process. I mean, dare we say yoga could, could, you know, save the world. Right. And, and, and I don't think that that's that far fetched because we're talking about an internal disciplined process of, of harnessing kind of the highest and best of all of us. And so, so, so why not? Right. So, so talk to me a little bit about why people, resist that right right those folks that you were discussing earlier about the, the the ones who've never had those experiences what's once they are aware of it what's the resistance well i, th- I think um you know part of it is that you know as human beings we're, we're all very caught up in our identities identity is what gives us sometimes a sense of meaning and you know you, we've all heard the story about people who work and work and work and then they retire and soon after retirement they they leave their body they, they pass away because they lost that identity. So 
it it almost becomes a struggle for survival if if I'm a you know if I'm a vice president at this company in this pay grade and with this power and this team and I make this product if I lose that it's almost like I I lose my reason for existence and so people fight to hang on to that uh, but the thing is and even in the spiritual world people who you know follow a guru they're like well I'm a disciple of this guru and I practice this type of yoga and therefore I am this and I'm going to wear these clothes i'm going to put these beads around my neck and this is my identity and if you were to strip that away from them they too would have the same reaction so i think the fundamental need is that we we are very attached to identity because it 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 almost becomes a survival mechanism and part of the spiritual practice and the practice of yoga is to move away from the attachment to that identity to live a life of less attachment and not to be so driven and connected to ego constructed identities um mm-hmm. so that's a problem on on all sides not not just in in the business world necessarily mhm well i'm glad that you mentioned that too and it it's that the letting go of that right that i mean it, it, it and it's not flippant folks i mean this you know we kind of the, there's always frequency and dimensionality in all of this and so we start in some spaces as like really worrying about what people think and 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 getting our feelings hurt by that but it but it encompasses so much of our culture um at least here in the states around who we believe ourselves to be what we believe our value and worth to be and and when we when we define that through either your know, roles obligations identities accomplishments achievements um it it doesn't really matter anything outside of um whatever you believe is that the the essence that kind of kind of comes through and 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 impacts all of us then it 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 is challenging right and 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 it and it leads to despair the um before before the show vish and i were discussing you know this this you know the spectrum is so big right there there are folks in in business that just want to be happier right they just want some relief from the stress of their existence you know they they want some something different from their day-to-day um turmoil if you will and 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 then and then there's folks you know who who similar to a lot of us we we felt very called to have an impact what i would love to tap into and i think that vish you're a great person to do that with is some of the more um kind of mystical knowledge because the idea of using yoga to you know you know kind of tap in or to get centered or whatever isn't lost on on most of our crowd what might be is what lies beyond even that right okay great great i i feel i'm looser i feel like i you know i'm more tapped in i feel um activated energetically awesome that's all well and good but to what end right where do you think that path goes and how do we what some of the lesser known um wisdom of yoga So for for this we we have to journey back about somewhere 8000 10000 years ago to the time of what are called the rishis the the rishis of of ancient India were they were seers basically and these people uh you know very very advanced for their time they sought to understand the workings of our entire universe and rather than a scientist of modern day that's trying to measure everything the physical reality that they're they're in these rishis they went inwards so they went inwards and they went into deep states of meditation to tap into superpowers and in flashes of insight they started to see 
literally the meaning of the universe. So, you know, just imagine, you know, you're in, in ancient, uh, the, the, the foothills of the Himalayas, where current day Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India meet in that area, there was an ancient river called the Indus River, the Indus River uh, civilization that existed there. And for generations, these people would meditate in deep states and discover, you know, the, 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 the nature of everything. And they would then pass on these insights and discuss these insights and pass them in oral tradition for thousands of years until about four to 5,000 BC, where they started to write down these insights. And these insights became known as the Vedas. And that's why we refer to it as the Vedic tradition. And in these writings, we find treatises on uh, health, like understanding our physical health, like healing modalities. So Ayurvedic medicine, that entire system of plants and you know using herbs to heal and understanding what is the unique nature of our body what's the right schedule time food diet herbs to take to improve our body these are all documented in these in this uh, in these vedas they wrote treatises on psychology on understanding the nature of the human mind they explained um in some ways atomic theory which even now modern science is starting to validate some of these insights that these people had on on you know the nature of structure in the universe they also wrote the treatises on philosophy and the idea of an inner soul having you know not being bound by body and mind and being you know literally a superpower having a soul that transcends uh, from these writings came the concept of a soul that cannot be cut by a sword cannot be wet by water cannot be uh, dried, you know, burned by fire or dried by wind. The soul continues to endure and goes in from one body to another. The idea of multiple lifetimes, it was all sort of understood by these people. And this is the entire system from which also yoga comes from, the idea of, you know, perfecting your body, keeping it free of disease in order to experience deeper states of meditation in order to have a glimpse of reality. So this became, you know, this was a precursor to, the, to what we now call the yoga tradition. Mm -hmm. From that also came the idea of understanding the planets and the effect of different planets on us, on crops, on, you know, based on moon cycles, when's the right time to plant certain crops, when's the right time to harvest certain medicines, what effect does, do the other planets have on our, our, our overall journey through life? They wrote about these things, and this became known as the Jyotish system, the, the Vedic astrology system. They wrote about what is the right, right way to construct buildings and temples. It, it became known as Vastu. What is the right orientation to support each of us human beings on our journey through life? And, of course, that became the precursor of Feng Shui. And so this Vedic system is, is comprehensive, massive, and insightful, developed thousands of years ago, specifically through the cultivation of insight, which, which mm -hmm. you could call the cultivation of a superpower. And so today in our modern world, if we start using this, these techniques, we too can have those insights. And that's how we ourselves can cultivate uh, what are called superpowers. Now, in the yoga tradition, these are called siddhis, S-I-D-D-H-R, siddhis. And they're like a byproduct. If you do these practices, you do these techniques through the yoga tradition, meditation, Ayurvedic tradition, the, the you know, spatial orientation, Vastu system, Jyotish, the Vedic astrology, you use these practices as a byproduct, you develop Siddhis, which are superpowers. Now, mm -hmm. the trick is to use them for good purposes and not to use them for <laughs> evil purposes. Um, that's always the, you know, can be a challenge for some people. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, 
I can laugh only because you would not believe the intricacies that go into developing a, a, a vast reaching organizational structure around superpowers and the responsibility that we take with that. In fact, it's, it's um, you know, those of you who've listened to the show for more than a minute, you probably have heard me talk about that particular resistance point of my journey because the, the guidance I got, the question that was posed to me was like, well, you know, will you teach people superpowers? We need your help to do this, right? That was, that was how I interpreted it. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess so. I'm kind of doing that now anyway, so why not? Like, that, that sounds fun, right? Well, obviously, I didn't read the fine print because the fine print was everything you're speaking to, which is, it, it's not even just about using them for good. It, it's both the commitment to using them for good, but really, truly having enough awareness of every aspect of your beingness in multiple kind of dimensional representations of what that means to even be able to commit fully to it, right? Because we may think, yeah, absolutely. Of course, I would only do good things with it. But that doesn't mean there's not some aspect of you that, that gets ornery from time to time, and it's not interested in that. And if you don't have control or management of that, um, or any kind of agency over it, you actually can't commit on its behalf, because you're letting it run amok and do whatever it wants and create in your world. And so so I'm like, okay, well, how do we do that, right? And so the foundational principles and the response, I mean, it was just this beautiful unfoldment. And of course, the divine knows exactly what it's doing because I probably would not have been interested in that full project. Um, mm. and, and it was just a beautiful internal journey for myself to really look at, like, it's easy to say, like, we want you to use your superpowers for good or or you kind of have to, you know, in our world, it's like you, you cannot harness them with any reliable um, degree of effectiveness or efficiency unless you're only using them for good because you may you may have successes here and there but there's a destruction principle that goes along with that if they're not being used in you know infused with um, what we would refer to as divine energy however most people have no idea that they don't know themselves like they don't they don't have any awareness of, of the the vastness of self to even be able to state what they want or what they will do. But um, one thing is, you know, as, as from a Western perspective, if, if somebody has a super, let's say somebody's a psychic and that's their superpower, mm-hmm. they become so identified with that superpower and that, that's Absolutely. all they can think about is, well, I'm a psychic and I have psychic abilities. Now, in the Vedic tradition, the, the, the yogis of, of ancient times, they saw these superpowers as as byproducts. They're just sort of byproducts mm-hmm. of the journey. So they're not something that you necessarily gravitate towards or identify with. They just happen and they're just a sign that you're doing some something good on your journey. You know, we're right. all on a journey towards, I mean, they would say we're all on a journey towards enlightenment at the end of the day. And if we're enlightened, then we we transcend space and time reality. We transcend causality. We transcend our mind and our bodies. And so until enlightenment, we're all sort of, struggling with this journey of emotions and mental pains and physical pains and all the, the sort of karmic uh, challenges of, of living through life. And as we do these practices and we, we sort of become more evolved, as our soul becomes more evolved, as we become more evolved, we start to automatically start to get these superpowers, these siddhis. That doesn't mean we start jumping and say, okay, I got the superpower, I'm now going to be this you know, super psychic. It, it just, it's just, you see it. Oh, that's nice. I have that, but I'm going to continue on my journey of, of development. Now, if somebody says, look, I really need some help and you have this power. Could you help me with that? Yeah. You might offer that as, as something to help. 
but I think, you know, it's easy for people to get so caught up in that superpower they have, they forget that it's actually just one, it's just a byproduct of the overall journey. Well, and, and add on top of that, the complexity of we, you know, the perspective that you spoke to is a, a, a traditional kind of representation of a lot of people's journeys. However, that's fairly isolated. The people who acknowledge even within themselves that they want more or want enlightenment or whatever the case may be, there's all, there's, the work seems to be much more focused on the, what drives um, the motivations of the individualistic westernized worlds. And enlightenment isn't always that kind of place that they go. In fact, a lot of our folks um, have, have had experiences in something spiritual or energetic or religious or whatever, whatever that construct struck that box was for them and um, are not interested in, in, in tapping into it again. And so what motivates them through that, the gateway is the pursuit of self-excellence. And in that oftentimes is this, what gifts do I have? Who am I? What is my identity? And that, that was, um, and then we see it, them come online to, as a reminder that you're part of something much bigger. Um, but you're right. If they stay in that space too long, they become parlor tricks ultimately because the, the, the connection to that um, evolution has to continue to fuel the use of the gift. Or, or like you said, it won't, con- it won't be the byproduct anymore. Yeah, Tonya, you're exactly right. I mean, and that's part of the motivation with the business Kaoji Yogi is it, it's a book that promises people to, to become more excellent at their work. The, the promise of the book is you, you use these techniques and you're going to find a way to have more success in your work, more happiness and more balance. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody wants more happiness. I think we can agree on that. You may not be searching for enlightenment, but you're searching to be happier. Like I wish, you know, I want to have happiness in my family. I want to have success at my job. I want to accomplish big things. And that's, those are all noble goals. And so as I teach people through a system of breathing techniques, uh, physical postures, meditation techniques, some sound techniques, some lifestyle philosophical frameworks, as they go through this process, in a way, the success comes as a byproduct. The happiness comes as a byproduct. What's actually happening is they're becoming, uh, you know, the reader of my book just be- is becoming more evolved along their journey. They're be- becoming more soul-connected, so to speak. And as they become more soul-connected, the byproducts are the happiness, success, and more mm-hmm. balance. <laughs> Isn't uh, that, and that's the flip, right? It's like whatever is motivating you to take that step down the journey, and we come at it from all different angles. But that is the ultimate resting place that we get to or not resting place the ultimate awareness that we get to right yeah exactly um, and 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 you know everyone's coming in a different way i was um i was always very fascinated with this guy uh, rajneesh the, the osho the, i think he was quite a controversial uh-huh. figure in in the in the yoga world in the spiritual world but um i went to pune to i wanted to go to the ashram and of course before you can go into the ashram you have to take an aids test and i thought this is crazy what is why why an aids test i don't get it and of course i turned away and i left and i then discovered that you know people were cavorting in the ashram and having sex all over the place and i was like what is it this is crazy what does that have to do with spirituality and and I happened to be invited um, in Rishikesh to the, the sister ashram of, of Rajneesh. And I asked the Swami, I said, you know, what is this whole thing? There's all this reputation that Osho and Rajneesh have. There's this cult and people come and they're just, you know, having sex at will. And, you know, what does that have to do with spirituality? And he said, you know, 
this Osho was just a brilliant marketer. He knew that that's what's going to get people to show up. If, if you have all this crazy <laughs> controversy, it's like this sex love fest, people are going to show up. And once they arrive, yes, they'll get that. But at the same time, they will be delivered the truth. And those oh, are the people goodness. that need it the most. And I thought it's an interesting perspective, you know, that. that it, it, it is an interesting perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a whole sex, love and superpower show full of people and amazing guests who, who, um, you know, do pursue, you know, the, the, the divine through sexual pursuits. And so it certainly isn't unheard of. And, and, um, and then our incorporating superpowers gets to talk about people who choose really colorful marketing <laughs> tricks to, to get people to come in. Um, so, so, so you're speaking a lot of our languages there. The, um, I, I love this conversation, Vish. You and I could probably dive down a lot of rabbit holes with it. Um, <laughs> folks, I, I, if, if you're listening and you're, you're, you're just getting started on something, you're just kind of like, what, you know, maybe I could be a little bit happier in my life. Like I've got everything I want and need, but, but yeah, okay, I'll admit I, I take a little more happiness. You know, go, you know, absolutely start diving in and go check out Vish's book. Um, and then that's a great place to start if you're in business. If not, just just trust yourself. Like just follow the curiosity. Be gentle with yourself. You know, for our for our heavy hitters there who who are actively in pursuit of, um, you know, their highest highest accessible vibration and, and and however you're qualifying your journey to yourself, then then dive in deeply. Allow some of these things that have pervaded our culture to to represent just the tip of the iceberg. And and start looking at what's underneath and what's underneath and what's underneath and, and 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 start being a little bit more curious about about the inception points of the, the traditions that drive a lot of the popularity. Right, the popularity isn't bad. Like getting people there is is okay, um, but you can't stop there. So so dig deeper, folks. That's going to be your challenge from today's episode. Dig deeper into to what you're doing whether whether it's to become more aware of why you're making some of the choices that you're making in your existence or 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 some of the things that you see around you or that maybe you participate in dig deeper into those there there are always more layers to discover and there's a richness to this experience that you lose if you don't keep digging and there um, are layers tony i, I, oh, I was just going to ask for last word so so hit me with them go yeah, so so there are layers, and and you know we're all, and I think it's quite common knowledge now where people say there's a body, there's a mind, and then there's this other thing. It's whether it's a soul or a spirit or a consciousness, whatever it is, we all sort of fundamentally have three basic layers. We have our physical body, bones, tendons, muscles, and we have our our uh, mental layer, which is full of our emotions and and intellect. And then we have a deeper layer that, you know, some people call intuition, some people consciousness, some people it's the soul, some people it's spirit. But when we come to work in whatever work we do in the world, whatever business we, we're involved with, if we just come with the layer of our mind, we're missing, we're sort of missing the point. And so, you know, yes, your body shows up at the meeting, your body shows up at the office, your mind and intellect is, is you know, going crazy, tr- coming up with ideas, but you have to bring the level of soul into it as well. And when you bring all three layers of your existence into business, it becomes very magical. Magical things can happen because the soul is at the realm of magic. And so what these ancient Vedic uh, people were able to understand was there's different sciences to take care of those different parts of our being. So the physical body is taken care of through right diet, right exercise, right sleep, right living. And so 
to understand what is the right way to take care of our body. The entire science of Ayurveda is a mind-body medicine system, but really like how to take care of your body well. Then you get into the mind and, you know, the proclivities of the mind and that gets into psychology and the science that they use to understand the mind better is is the astral level, astrology. So for instance, I'm a practitioner of Vedic astrology and from somebody's birth chart, I can often quite accurately see what's going on in somebody's mind because the mind is made up of all these, this conditioning and experiences that people have had, experiences that people will have. And so that's the science there. And then the, the, the most deep layer of our existence, our soul level, that is what yoga is designed to take care of. So yoga, even though we see it as a physical practice, actually a practice of the soul. Because as you practice this entire system of yoga, as the I was originally described, it is to get to the causal layer of our existence, to help our soul on its journey, to help reduce the effects of the things that would happen to our body and our mind in the course of normal a normal person's journey. So for somebody where a disease of the body or disease of the mind would take them out, through yoga practice, that effect gets lessened. They're able to, to go through challenges of the body and the mind with more grace. And so yoga is actually a practice of the causal level of our existence. Astrology is a look at the astral layer of our existence. And Ayurveda is a look at the physical aspect of our existence. And they all integrate together. Beautiful. What a fantastic little blueprint there. For those of you that that lights you up and intrigues you, go, go study, reach out to Vish, go, you know, dive more deeply into this stuff. Don't wait, folks. If you're, if you're feeling activated by this, there's something in it for you. Go, 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 take action, do something and, but, but follow the pursuit, right? Um, and, and, and when you find the thing that you want to dig deeply into, then pause there learn there, dig deeply there. Okay. Um, um, don't, don't, you know, flit about, you know, to, to, to all of these different things without giving yourself a moment to, to really gather up what's in it for you. And, and I love Vish's approach and, and the, everything about how you've packaged it, this, I think it's very easy to consume for folks who otherwise might not even, even touch it because, because it's, it's so vast, it's intimidating. Um, and so, so really well done packaging this and explaining this and presenting it in a way that, that doesn't water down its value and its worth and yet makes it, um, you know, approachable um, by those who might not otherwise. It's a beautiful gift that you have and that you're sharing with the world and we honor you for that. Thank you. Thank you, Tonya. Appreciate that. Beautiful. Absolutely. And to all of you out there, we appreciate you also. We, we know you're loyal and we appreciate the listens and, and you sharing it with friends. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go and download the app. Go to where you get apps and type in either, you can type in Superpower Net. And that there you can stream your favorite shows on our network and, and get all kinds of fun, superpowered information. And uh, regardless of where you find your pathways, make sure that you continue to journey. As always, folks, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.